Hello, folks. This is your host, Ellie Tiscari, welcoming you to Faith Uncensored. Today, you will hear stories of real people who step by faith into the footprints of Jesus. Enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Faith Uncensored. We're so excited today. We're going to have one of our very good friends, Marilla Woigt, here. He has a ton of faith, and so I'm pretty sure he has a good word for us today. Hi, Marilla. Hi, Ali. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank you for, for accepting the invitation. Of course. This is a good day, you know, and uh, I know you have some interesting stories, but why don't you tell us about yourself first? Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, so I came from Brazil. I'm living here for the past seven years in the America. So uh, working, um, having friends and just enjoying life. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yes, uh, he has friends among them, us. So good that you're enjoying life with us. <laughs> it's a pleasure. Okay, okay. So I, I invited him because Marilla has a lot of faith, as I told you, and he's a very solid person, but he has seen pretty interesting miracles happening in his life. And I don't know if you can give us some, some example of what the Lord did for you. Yeah, so when you invited me to come to this podcast, I was really thinking about how could I introduce the miracles and the experiences that I had with the Lord. Um, and one thing that came to my mind was one of the first experiences that I had when I was a little boy, probably between five or six years old, because I accepted Jesus when I was four. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I had some dreams, uh, and the dreams repeated every night. And in the dream, I saw... Um, uh, it was I was like in a very uh, very small and light and bright white room. I couldn't see around me. I I mean the walls were like gleaming light, mm. and I was kind of seated in a bench, and there was a door, and uh, someone knocked at the door, and there were three people, mm. and they opened the door, um, and. Uh, they came to me, and there was one person that was behind, I mean, in front, and two other people behind them, and uh, it was Jesus. Mm. And I, yeah. there was other people there, and he came to me and he asked him something. He asked him uh, something, and I, I was, I don't know, I didn't know who he was at the time, but I was sure that he was a very, very important person mm. because I could feel the authority in the air. I could feel he was a very, very powerful man. And uh, uh, it kind of, I got frightened. I got so scary. And I, I didn't know what to say. Mm. Because there was some, like there's a heavy weight of responsibility on what he was saying and he, what he was asking me. And then I, I just couldn't speak. I, I was trying to formulate some words, but I couldn't speak. And then the dream cut off. And then... Night after night after night, I had the same dream for a um, mm. few days. Do you remember what he was asking you or what he was saying? That's interesting. I, I, I really don't remember. Ah, okay, okay. I really don't remember. But I just have this sensation. I mean, in being in his presence. Mm. So that was the first, my first um, spiritual, experience, uh, spiritual experience ever when I was between, I think, five or six years old. Uh, but you know, one, one thing that comes to mind, you know, that, um, that these words that Jesus gave you are still sealed in your spirit. 
I mean, you're, with your intellect, you don't need to remember it. Yes, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. So you were four, like four or five, just a little boy. Yeah, because I used to attend a Christian school in Brazil. Mm. Um, and the teachers, I mean, we used to pray before uh, the, the, the classes. Um, and there was a lot of music and activities for the kids. Uh, and one of the activities was uh, Bible storytelling. And uh, the teachers were, I mean, I was four, right? Mm -hmm. Bible storytelling is very, very uh, appropriate for uh, this age, uh, especially in a, in a Christian school. Um, and uh, the, the teacher explained about Jesus, and then she asked a question, hey, who would like to accept Jesus to be part of God's family? And I was four. I barely understand that. <laughs> but I decided to say, hey, I never did that before. So that must be cool. So <laughs> I just raised my hand and uh, here I am. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. You know, um, I always, <laughs> well, I used to tell my children, now they're older, but I, was, I would tell them, you know, Jesus is standing at the door. He's knocking. If you say yes, it will come in and eat pancakes with you. Because in those days, my son really liked pancakes. So, because the Bible said that he will come and have a meal with you. Mm -hmm. And to make it more approachable, you know, I said pancakes because that was a good deal, you know. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so interesting how God is interested in lives of children, little children like that. Yeah. And then throughout my, my childhood, I was, I always had this presence, God's presence. And I always felt protected. And I felt it was different from the other kids because other kids, they were, they didn't respect their, their, their parents or the teachers. They just, um, you know, they were kind of nasty kids sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, and I was always trying to uh, obey my parents. And I mean, I was trying to be a good boy. Mm -hmm. um, and I had this presence and this presence also protected me somehow. I mean, uh, I felt like I, I didn't get sick. Uh, like the other kids. Um, I was never absent from school. I mean, that was interesting because all my friends, they, had, they always had a sick day. And mm -hmm. I didn't have a sick day in my entire life. Mm -hmm. So I think this was uh, one thing that kind of caught my attention that I, st I started noticing that specific thing um, later in life when I already, already became an adult. And I saw, I started noticing everything that God had, did, had done for me. Since I was a young child. So uh -huh. that was so precious. And that was part of the revelation of lo the love of God mm. uh, to our lives. So, and um, my life went on and um, there was a moment in my teens when I, I, I had to make a decision because uh, you either are with God or not, or you don't. Yeah, there's right? no middle ground, right? Yeah, there's no middle ground. So... Um, I started uh, having some bad friendships, let's say, and uh, going away from, from God's presence, uh, just trying to experience what the other people, I mean, normal people, because I was <laughs> surrounded by normal, uh, quote-unquote, people. Um, and uh, I, sp I spent probably a few years like that, and then I decided to come back to the Lord. Uh, and then... Um, I started having dreams, uh -huh. dreams, even, um, yeah, there's some things that I didn't mention earlier, but when I was a child, I used to dream a lot. I used to have every night I had a dream and, uh, 
I, I started seeing things in the spirit. I started learning how to see things and not really learning because they came kind of automatically to me. Uh, I used to go to a church uh, when I was like um, 10 years old. Um, and the church had a kind of a, every first Sunday of the month, they had the Lord's Supper um, and uh, the communion, and they uh, had a, a choir that would sing for that uh, celebration, for mm -hmm. that service. Uh, and that choir usually usually come from the back of the church uh, through the middle aisle mm -hmm. until the front, and then they would position themselves in the front, and then they would sing. Mm -hmm. But sometimes when that choir was coming, I would see they were not alone because along with the choir, there were uh, angels. Oh. And I didn't know they were angels. I just saw that, okay, this is tall people, tall guys. I mean, they're, I've never seen them here before. Oh, and uh, they went accompany the the choir uh, and they were they, it was it was weird because they they both had the same kind of uh, 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 outfit oh. um, like a huge robe I mean a long robe uh, different colors uh, and uh, sometimes the choir was singing and I would look up to the ceiling of the cathedral and there was some angels there and uh, they were singing as well, along with the choir. And, Did you uh, I, understand that they were angels? No, I thought, well, I don't know who, <laughs> this, who that guy went there, but yeah, he's singing well. Yeah. So <laughs> that was kind of uh, something that wow. got uh, shut, shut inside myself after, uh, I mean, for a long time. And then I kind of rediscovered those memories, those childhood memories, when I, I came back to the Lord. Because everything now kind of start make sense and fitting together and um and be because i had many dreams and the dreams dreams related to prayers when i i prayed something to the lord and the lord would answer my prayer through dreams mm. and then i would sometimes i would forget the dream uh, but after a few days i would remember it and oh. especially when the situation that i saw in the dream was coming to pass oh, wow. and then I had to make a decision. And then that's when the dream came up. And I said, okay, I know what to do in this situation because oh, I've wow. seen this before. But God will give you the key, the answer, yeah. the, the guidance to behave exactly. in a certain way. Exactly. And he would answer oh. many, many prayers through dreams. Wow. So it's like, Marilla, I have a problem. And you can say, I'm going to sleep on it and let you know tomorrow. <laughs> I may have a dream. <laughs> yes. Sometimes it's not just like that, like one yes. day to the, off, to, uh, to the other. Sometimes mm -hmm. it takes a few days, a few weeks. But I always get an answer. Mm. I, you know, I've been always a dreamer myself. And this happened to me, actually, that somebody asked me for some counsel. And I said, let me sleep on it. Usually God speaks to me through dreams. And it was more like a joke for me. But then I had a dream. <laughs> and I was able to give this person good counseling. So God is faithful That's also amazing. to our words. What we say, he will perform it, you yeah. know, if it's according to his will. Oh. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> there was a situation, I mean, just mentioning a few, a few situations regarding uh, prayer answers by dreams. Um, I mean, I, when I was probably 20 or 22, I, I had a, an old car and I, I really wanted to, to buy a newer car. And, you know, um, and I was praying to the Lord, okay, when is the best time, the best season for me to buy a new car? Because... You know, my car is old. I, I really wanted to buy a new car, but I want to buy something and, I mean, have a good deal. 
I want to buy something that's cheap, that's go not going to have expensive maintenance, uh, and that I can enjoy for long years mm. to come. And then uh, I saw, I was driving my old car, and I look at the odometer of the car. Is this a dream? or In the dream. Oh, in, okay, yes. in the dream, you were uh, driving and you I saw I dreamed, the... yes. I was driving my car, and I look at the odometer of the car, and the odometer read something about, uh, around uh, 120,000 kilometers. Okay. Uh, and my car at, the, at that moment had around 80,000 kilometers. So I knew that I had to, to wait a few more months uh, because I was driving uh, to work and um, driving long, long hours to, to go to work and to come back home. So mm -hmm. it was going to take probably around six months to drive 40,000. So to, to, to go to from 80,000 80, to 120 yes. kilometers. Okay, okay. So six or seven more months, and that will be the ideal time to, to buy a new car. Um, and that's an answer that I got from, from the Lord. Mm -hmm. Wait a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then I start seeing all these uh, TV commercials, TV uh, showing that, okay, you can purchase a new car, no interest. Uh, you can pay in 24 months, zero interest. Um, and that caught my attention. It was a few months later, but it was not yet six months. It was probably four months um, after the dream. And my car had probably around uh, 100,000 kilometers at this point. Not not yet 120,000. And then um, I decided to, uh, to, to give it a try. I think, okay, maybe um, I should try because, you know, this is, I never seen this before. Like you can buy a, a new car, zero interest, paying 24 uh, months, and that's it. So that was mm -hmm. something new that comment caught my attention. And then we went to buy this new car, but it was not yet time. Mm. And then... I, I made a good deal. I, I purchased the car. Uh, but what caught my attention later is that two months after that, the, um, the government of the country uh, decided to uh, provide an incentive uh, to reduce some taxes. Uh, some tax, in Brazil, we have some taxes that are regarding uh, uh, the production of cars. And that specific tax for uh, car production was reduced. Mm. And that lowered the, the prices even more. Yeah, so... Okay. So I, I, I was kind of... I didn't get the best deal ever. I got a good, good deal. But the Lord told me, if you wait until your car ha uh, uh, reaches 120,000 miles, or 120,000 kilometers, mm -hmm. that will be the best time. And he was uh -huh. right. He was right. And I was able to see that. So that was only one of the many, many times where the Lord spoke to me through dreams and uh, answered my prayers. Mm. So that, that was a lesson. Yeah. So we have to trust and uh, we have to do not be anxious. You know, uh, Philippians, I think, 2.4 comes to mind every time to do not be anxious about anything, anything but in everything. Pray to the Lord. Mm, that's true. That's true. And uh, yeah. And it's interesting how God is um, interested in the little details. Uh, <laughs> I have a, a little story, but I'm going to let you talk more. But I, I've ordered some food the other day and I've ordered for myself, for the, the kids. 
And I forgot to, <laughs> I'm not a bad wife, but I forgot to order something for my husband. So when the food got here, I was like, oh my goodness, there, um, I need a sandwich for him. I forgot to get it. Don't think I'm not a bad wife, but I just was busy with other things. So, but then when I opened the package that they delivered with the food, there was an extra sandwich. And this to say, you know, that God is interested in every detail. And he provided a sandwich for my husband because evidently he loves my, my husband even more than myself, you know, even more than what I do. So God is interested in all the details of our lives, everything. And he wants to bless us in all the details of our lives. It's not just a, we ask him for big things and those he's going to provide, but the rest, you know, you got to take care of yourself. Come on. And God is so, so careful, so, you know, busy taking care of us. Yeah, that's right. There was a situation when I was 18, um, I had cancer. Oh. So I, I started developing cancer when I was 18. And oh. then uh, I had to go through, um, was not a lo very long treatment, was probably a six month treatment. Uh, I went through surgery and then uh, chemotherapy and that affected my capacity to uh, have children. Oh. Uh, because of the chemotherapy uh, was a very, very strong uh, medication that I was taking. Uh, I was very young, uh, so that really uh, affected my my uh, capacity to have children, and I became sterile. So, uh, speaking a little bit more about another miracle that we received, and this one is uh, recently. Uh, so, by the age 18, I couldn't bear children anymore, and then uh, I got married, uh, I have a beautiful family, I have a beautiful wife, uh, but we were trying to conceive, we were praying to the Lord. Uh, and since 2012, uh, and back in 2019, uh, the Lord uh, put his hands over our family. And uh, we received a word from, from ch the church that the Lord was restoring, uh, was giving children to yeah. <laughs> families that were unable to conceive and to have children. Just, just a moment. So you're saying that you were sterile, you couldn't have any children. That's right. The doctor diagnosed that. That's you, right. You were not supposed to have children. What about your wife? What she... Yeah, my wife was She knew going, this when you got guys got married. Yes, mm -hmm. she knew that. Uh, uh, my wife, she was initially fine, but then she started developing some complications in her, her womb, uh, some fibrosis. Uh, cystic fibrosis and then um, we went to the doctor the doctor said uh, it's important that you try to, to have children soon because uh, the fibroids may grow and that can suffocate the children can really compress the baby uh, or the baby could not have a good adherence to the internal uh, parts of the womb so uh, and then you may have to uh, go through surgery and remove the womb so the doctor oh. told my wife that she would need to remove her womb if we didn't have children. And that was back in 2016. So you with your situation, she was with her situation. Yeah. Okay, so. But we never gave up. We never uh, uh, let that thing uh, be a, a block or something between us and the Lord. Because we really trust the Lord after everything that he had, said, he had done for us. Um, we just waited for the right time. We just kept doing uh, our part. We kept praying. We, we kept uh, believing. Um, 
So you were still believing for a child. Yes. In because, spite of all these words. Yes. Um, Somebody can call you crazy. Yes, uh, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine, right? <laughs> when, I, when I came back to the Lord, um, I had a dream. Uh, in one, one of those, those dreams that the Lord reveals to us what he's about to do in our, in our life. Um, and I saw myself with my family, and I had two boys. Wait, and wait, hold on. So the that Lord, was back in 2009. 2009, you have a dream, another dream, because the Lord is speaking to you through dreams. Yes. And you are with your family with two boys. Yes. That are your boys. Mm -hmm. Okay, interesting. Go, <laughs> Go ahead. I'm, yes. I'm getting excited and now. It, I, I know that I was not in Brazil. So uh. I was in Brazil at the time. So I knew that I was not going to have this family and to have these boys in Brazil. Okay. <laughs> so I saw myself in a different country. Uh, it looked like a big lake and that there was a boat Uh, and uh, I had a car, and we were we were kind of in a marine marina to uh, to sail a boat. Uh, and it's not common to have this kind of environment in Brazil. I mean, you have in very very specific places in Rio de Janeiro or in, in Salvador, uh, in some places uh, near the shore. But uh, here in U.S., for example, you can have boats in lakes, in, and there are many many different lakes here that uh, you can sail. So I knew it was not in Brazil. And I, I've been traveling for, uh, for my company. Uh, and uh, it looked like the, the place remembered one of the places that I visited in Australia. So I felt like maybe, maybe Lord, Lord's going to take me out of Brazil. Maybe you're going to have a season in Australia or a season in another country. English-speaking country, because I saw some uh, signs in English. Okay. Yeah. So, but, and then my child, my, my, my boys, they were with me uh, preparing the boat to, to go to sail. Ah. Uh -huh. So, we were all together having a good time. Hmm. I think they were very young, probably, not very young, but six or eight years old. Yeah, I saw them at age. Um, and then we kept believing because... I felt like that, that was not a normal dream because it was about my future. It was about the, what the Lord had in store for me and for my family. Mm. Um, because I was, I was asking the Lord, Lord, please show me, show me what, what you have for us. Um, let me know, uh, help, me, help me to prepare for that moment. And then he showed me. Um, and because of that, I knew that something was about to happen. Um, And that was one of the things that stirred my faith to keep believing and to give time for things happen to unfold. Because in the spirit, things, take, uh, things are instantaneous in the spirit. But in the natural realm, things take, take time to unfold. Mm, so you, you, sometimes you have a prophecy, you, ha you have a dream. It's not going to happen tomorrow. It's not gonna happen. It's, it may not happen next week or next month or not, not, even, not even next year. It may take a few time, a few years, uh, for that for that to happen, and that's what was what happened with this, this specific dream, and um, because of the situation of my wife, and my situation, at human eyes was impossible. It was very risky. We could lose the baby. We could try and try and try, and uh, I would need to go through um, in vitro fertilization, mm. IVF. 
to try to have a, a baby and even so would be risky because of her womb. Um, but we just kept praying and, and trusting and believing, uh, stirring her faith based upon what the Lord has shown us before. And the boy came. Oh, and, wait, hold. So the boy came? Tell me how this happened. Okay, yes. Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> that, that was, I mean, yes, oh. you're right. So, uh, Fantastic. The, the Lord uh, used uh, the pastor in the church and uh, the worship leader, which is you. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you know the part well, but yes. let's, let's explain to our, yes, to our yes. friends here. Um, there was a week uh, in the church uh, that the, the, the Lord told the, the pastor that uh, he was going to... Uh, recover the womb of uh, unfertile, uh, bearing, bearing wombs were being um, healed and recovered. And then my wife felt strongly that that word belonged to her. Oh. She really felt that um, it's my case, it's my miracle, it's my time, it's my wow. turn now. Wow. And then she got so confident and she shared uh, that with you and with the pastor. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, I think one or two weeks later, there was this word about the Lord uh, giving children, uh, uh, spiritual children to some people, but also physical children. Yes, I remember. Um, and uh, that was very, very important to us because we, our faith got stirred up again. So we, we kept trusting. And then not long after that, probably Three weeks after that, on the Christmas of 2019, um, my wife was at home and she did one of those pregnancy tests with a pregnancy strip um, that we had because we had ordered a, f a few strips back in 2016, 2017 because we were doing some treatment, not really treatment, but we were going to the doctors to understand what was her case, in my case as well. And we. Doctors, they suggested us to start going through a, a fertility treatment um, and then prepare for the IVF. Um, and then uh, we were trying to, and we, we had this lo lo stock of uh, test strips <laughs> at our house. And it was funny because those strips were very, very old. Yeah. <laughs> they were probably expired already. So when she came to me, on the Christmas day, Christmas morning, 2019, and she told me, hey, there's something wrong here. There's another, another trace here. There's another line. Another line that shouldn't be here. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, maybe this is something, you know, the test didn't work because it's old, it's already expired, so we can try again uh, tomorrow. And then the following day, she, she tested again, and the line was there again. Oh. And then I said, well, maybe they're all bad, low. But <laughs> just for the sake of, um, hmm. you know, making sure this is not a, a, a real situation, I'm going to go to the pharmacy and they're going to purchase the real test. And uh, tomorrow you're going to do the test again. And then I did that. And the brand new test also said, hey, you're pregnant. Okay. So that was when we start believing, okay, what do we do mm. now? <laughs> Because it was everything like a Christmas present. Yes, we know we knew that something was coming. Something was coming. The Lord was really uh, changing our perspective, changing our season, um, uh, leveling leveling us up in life. Let's say. Mm -hmm. 
And um, that was a very, very important moment for, for our lives because uh, after all those promises, after hearing all those words from the doctors, uh, their concerns and, and the recommendations and everything, we f we were living the miracle. We were really living and enjoying okay, the miracle. Okay. So it was very, very special. It's and happening. when I spoke to my mom, I, I told her, she uh, the first thing she asked me, are you kidding me? I mean, but she was, she asked that like with this very, uh, she was kind of scared because she didn't know. For one, one minute, she didn't know if I was playing with her oh. or if it was for real. She thought you were teasing her? Or? Yes, she, she thought I was teasing her. Oh. And then when I told, no, that's true, she instantly um, starts crying and, uh, you know, was a very, very special mm -hmm. moment because all those years of praying and believing and my mom was one that uh, when I had cancer, she was super concerned. She prayed a lot for me so I wouldn't die. Um, you know, I know it's been a long time. It was 17 years ago. Mm. Uh, but it uh, was a very, very special moment because she kind of re relieved all those uh, years, all those months uh, when I went through chemo. We had to travel to another city because the hospitals in our city were not very well uh, prepared for the cancer treatment and for chemotherapy at the time. So every morning I had to uh, travel two hours to go to another city, do the treatment, and then come back two more hours driving. So I was not driving by oh. myself. My, my father was, was doing that sometimes. Um, and, uh, but my mom also drove me to other doctors. We, we went to visit, visit many doctors. So all that uh, mm -hmm. season in our lives was kind of being... Uh, reminded, reminded, and it was worth it. You know, all, all that effort, mm -hmm. all, all the treatment, everything, and, and also believing in God because it was not a medicine. It was not something that we, a treatment that gave us our, 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 our son was God. Wow. And uh, the reward she got because she must have thought, I will never have grandbabies. Yeah, that's right. And then maybe she made peace with that sad thought, mm -hmm. you know, and now you're saying, hey, you're going to be grandma. <laughs> exactly. So it was a very, very special moment. And she was very, very emotional. Wow. Wow. I'm getting emotional. I know this story. I heard it many times. But every time I hear it, I get kind of tears in my eyes. For God loves us so much. Yes, he does. And um, it was a journey. We started, I mean, when we started this pregnancy... Um, we didn't know anything. We were concerned and afraid about, you know, miscarriages uh, because we heard about that. And we were, I mean, past 35 years old. So we were in a situation where, okay, we have to trust wholeheartedly the Lord because if he started this, he's going to finish it. Mm -hmm. And he started it. We know that the Lord started this. So we kept uh, believing. And there was a moment, uh, we were probably um, three months in the pregnancy. Um, was around April uh, 2019. Oh, I said the dates wrong. So we discovered the, the pregnancy on the Christmas of 20. 
18, maybe. 18? 18, yes. yes. And then we had the pregnancy through 2019. Okay, okay, yes. okay, okay. That's I didn't right. even notice, yeah. Yeah. So it was around April 2019, and we were living in a small apartment um, near to downtown Houston, Texas, and uh, it was probably around 3 in the morning, and uh, suddenly I, I woke up and I looked uh, to my, I was searching for my wife just to, you know, and she was not in the bed. And then I, I looked through the doorway of our bedroom and I saw a light coming from the bathroom of our small apartment and she was in the bathroom. And um, for one minute, I, I started getting concerned that something was going on because I suddenly woke up. I didn't, I mean, I usually don't wake up mm. because I, I have a very, very strong sleep. I sleep very well every mm -hmm. night. I usually don't wake up at night. And then I suddenly wake up and then I saw that light through the doorway coming from the bathroom. And for a split second, I saw two very intense lights uh, in the spirit that were there. Two lights, two like, like light orbs, white light orbs. Mm -hmm. And then they, I just, um, I blinked a little bit and then I, they took a form of man. And I saw there were two angels mm -hmm. and they were, I instantly knew they were protecting my wife and the baby. Oh. And then I got so emotional and I started thanking the Lord for that because it was a very emotional experience for me. Um, and then I, I just, I was just super happy. It was three in the morning. Uh, I was going to go back to sleep. When I turned around, when I turned to the other side of the bed, I look at the, uh, the feet of the bed, not the feet, uh, the, the, the part where we have our feet in the bed. Mm -hmm. um, and I saw another angel there with a sword. And he had a sword in hand and he oh. was waiting to protect me. Wow. So he was there for you. He was there for me. And the other two were there for your, your wife and, and your baby. Yes. And I oh felt ah, that was a very special moment because of the, the, the gratitude, um, this emotion of gratitude to the Lord, because I knew that he, uh, through all these concerns about miscarriages in the, in the first trimester um, and how this pregnancy is going to turn out, you know, if, if the baby is going to be healthy, um, we we had a very very strong response from the Lord about He is protecting us, He's taking care of us, yeah. He's guarding us, and those angels were there to show that they were guarding us. And uh, from that moment on, I was super super, you know, my faith grew a lot, exploded, exploded. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could do anything <laughs> because the Lord was with us. The angels of the Lord were, were wow. with us. So. Uh, all the all the concerns, the worries, and and everything went away instantly, and we just we were just thankful, mm. and that was a very very important episode for something that would happen later on the pregnancy. Mm. What what's that? Yeah, tell us about so, that. Uh, because my wife was already past thirty five year old years old, the baby was growing abnormally, was growing and growing and growing super fast. And the date, the delivery date that was supposed to be by the end of um, August, probably by um, August 30th, August 20, 28th, 
uh, uh, wouldn't be possible to to be accomplished because the baby would be gigantic. You know, I'm a oh, six four like guy, so you. I mean, that's not because of our age. <laughs> well, well, both <laughs> things. Yes, both yes, things. Yes, you I know, there, there are some studies that say that uh, uh, after a given uh, specific age, the babies uh, will grow faster. Mm, I didn't because know. of hormonal levels in the body of the the, the, the mom. So what happened was uh, we had to make a decision. Uh, we know that here in the US, all the deliveries are, are through natural birth. Mm -hmm. So it's very, very rare to have a C-section and it's just in an emergency case. Um, and it's not recommended at all here. But in Brazil, it's very, very common. So uh, most of the deliveries are through C-sections in Brazil. But we wanted to, you know, do it the American way because we came <laughs> here in America. To, yeah, to be in America <laughs> and, and grow our family in America. So uh, we scheduled the uh, uh, delivery or it was not a delivery. Yeah, the deli the, we scheduled the natural birth, mm -hmm. but we, we need to go through a process to. Uh, to stimulate the birth. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. I forgot the name of this process. Me too. I'm out of the game yeah. for a long time. But yeah, yeah. But it's a process to stimulate uh, contractions and stimulate uh, the birth. And we scheduled that to happen on the 18th of August. Mm. So 10 days or two weeks, two weeks earlier, right? So I know that it's a little bit different, but... Um, Usually we, we take, uh, the normal pregnancy is 40 weeks mm -hmm. and our baby was going to be born 38 weeks. It's not a problem because past 36 weeks, it's okay. Mm -hmm. But it was uh, something that we were not uh, expecting, but we were trusting the doctor and uh, she was great. Um, and it was fine. We went to the, to the hospital on the Sunday, Sunday evening. Uh, we checked in around 8, 8.30 in That the was evening. the 18th. Yeah, the 18th of uh -huh. August, 2019. And um, everything was normal. Uh, Isabel went to the room. Uh, she did some exams. Um, and she was prepared for the delivery. Uh, she was going to take some medicine uh, midnight, 4 a.m. And then about 8 in the morning, she would be ready for the delivery. So... The nurses would come and, and assist with the delivery. That was the plan. But when it, when it was around 11.30 uh, p.m., um, she started having some contractions. And she didn't have even taken the medicine to stimulate. <laughs> so it was natural contractions. And nobody was expecting that. Because wow. The due date was the 28th, not the 18th. And then out of nothing, she started having these contractions. The contractions started getting stronger and stronger. Um, and uh, something started to happen because while she was there, she had the monitor, uh, the heart rate and oxygen monitor on herself. And also she had a, a heart rate monitor on the baby. Mm -hmm. On her belly. Yeah, the one, it's like a belt they put. Yes, yeah. uh, over the belly just to monitor the heart rate of the baby. And every time she had a contraction, the heart rate of the baby went down. Mm. And that was not normal. 
uh, and the nurses and uh, told us, hey, something's is going on here. So if you're Christian, start praying, start praying because oh, wow. uh, this may not be so easy as we were expecting. So it's wow. smooth. And then we said, okay, nothing's going to happen, you know. Um, and then around midnight, she had another contraction. And the, the heart rate of the baby went down again. When that happened three times, and the heart rate of the baby is usually around 150, 160 mm-hmm. BPM. Uh, and every time contraction happened, we went down to 80, 90, sometimes 70 oh. or 60. Mm-mm. So it's, uh, it's very, very unusual. And we knew that because of her situation with the uh, cystic fibro- fibroids, uh, that could be compressing the baby. Every time she had a contraction, oh. the fibroids would be compressing the baby in kind of um, not a very good way. Yeah. Putting a lot of pressure, him. squeezing him. Yes. Putting a lot of pressure over him. Oh. And that could be making making the heart rate to go down. And what happened was uh, when she had the third uh, strong contraction, um, the... The baby, the heart of the baby stopped, and then mm. suddenly, out of no nothing, we were just me and her in in the room, and she was plugged in with all those wires and you know, um, and sensors and everything. When the heart of the baby stopped, five nurses came into the room, and she moved her, uh, tried to help her to do some massage on her belly to just to uh, re-stimulate the, the baby and the heart of mm-hmm. the baby to come back. And one of the nurses came, and my wife heard the nurse mentioning, uh, mentioning about uh, the, the, the toolkit for, um, I, ex- I forgot the term, but they were planning to open her in the bed. Mm, the C-section? Open, oh. not, it's, ah, yeah, they were going no. to, to remove the baby and remove her uterus there. At a spot, just to try to reanimate the baby. Ah, okay. And uh, that was very shocking for her, um, because I mean, for me, it was like I was in a movie. I was in a movie <laughs> because I was seeing all that oh drama. My. I was seeing all the things that were happening, and it was I couldn't believe it. I thought, I mean, it was like a, a play. You're in the theater. You're watching a play. Mm. You know, it's not real. It's not real. It can't be real. After everything, after everything that God told me, after, everything, after, after all the, those dreams, after this powerful experience with the angels, yeah. it cannot be real. I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I literally, I, you, was, you, I was in a separate dimension. Yeah, you, you, you develop unbelief towards... It was not real for me. Huh. Because what was real for me were my dreams. What was real for me were the experiences that the Lord gave me. Um, and then I asked the Lord, Lord, you told me you're going to give my family, you're going to give my child. So what about now? And he said to me, you're going to come out of this hospital with your wife and your son Hallelujah. because I gave them to you. <laughs> uh, that came very, very strong in my spirit. And then I was fine. <laughs> I mean, everyone was desperate. The, the nurses was de- were desperate. They gave her... Uh, after probably 60 seconds, like a minute, that looked like an eternity to us, but it was probably a very split second, probably one minute, 
after trying to do those uh, uh, massage and uh, suddenly, ah, there was something else I forgot to mention. The Lord told me, uh, I'm going to give them back to you. Call your son forth. And then uh -huh. I prayed and I said, Nathan, come back. I call you back. And suddenly his heart started beating again. Hallelujah. It was it was surreal. Wow. I mean, it was surreal because, <laughs> because nobody else knew what was going on. I mean, the nurses, my wife, they, they were... They heard you saying that. I was just... I said that in my spirit. I was just praying. Wow. I was praying. And I said, come back. Nathan, come back. I'm your daddy. Yes. You obey me. Come back. <laughs> and, and, and he came back. The heart started beating again. And then when the nurses saw that the heart started beating again, they stopped doing massage to, uh, on her belly and they, they gave her uh, a medicine to stop the contractions and they scheduled uh, an emergency C-section to 20 minutes later. And while, meanwhile, everything was happening, our doctor was coming to the hospital to prepare for the C-section. Mm. And then they gave us 30, 20 minutes. Um, so she would be going through the preparation uh, with the anesthesia mm -hmm. and um, I was going to prepare to change, uh, to put some uh, sterile clothing uh, to go into the, the surgery room and uh, Nathan was born, he was fine, he was perfect, mm. nothing, no, nothing happened. I mean, it was just another test, another time where we had to trust the Lord and to see the goodness of the Lord. Wow. And, uh, and all, all through this time, when we were living the situation that uh, she was having the contractions, the heart of the baby was, heart rate was going down. And uh, when the heart stopped, all that I had in my memory was the vision of the angels. Mm. Because it was something that had happened uh, five months earlier. So something very fresh uh, in my memory. And uh, I knew that it was not possible. And if something would happen, Lord would intervene. And I just had to trust him. Mm. And that was what happened. Wow. It was amazing. Wow. What a testimony. And uh, I promise you this boy, we, we, call him, we call him the miracle boy, the miracle baby. And uh, because they couldn't have any children. There was no hope, but looks like God had different plans. And he's so beautiful. He's so cute. Yes, he is. And uh, I saw his father took a video of him worshiping the Lord with all his heart. He's, and he's just barely a year old or maybe a few 15, months older. 15 months. 15 months. And he's worshiping with his hands up in the air and he's worshiping God. And sometimes it just comes out with hallelujah. That is a, a hallelujah. Because this is what their parents are teaching him to say hallelujah, to praise God. So, you know, ah, this it's, a, it's an amazing it's story of faith and and tears, huh? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I, every time I, I, I share this testimony, it's impossible to not get emotional because everything comes to my mind so strongly again. And I'm just thankful. For something that started in your life when you were very young, 18, yeah, cancer. Yeah, and, and we know that we are in the middle of a journey because we know that 
there's going to be another one. Mm-hmm. The Lord's faithful, and we know there's going to be another one. So we're just doing our part. We're going to keep praying, keep believing, and mm-hmm. in the right time, He's going to come. Amen. 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 It's amazing. And we are so blessed, you know, to have you here today. And uh, so we want to bless you, bless you and your family, your boy, and the boys Thank that you. is coming. Because Amen. God is faithful. He said it, and He will perform it. Amen. Amen. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Okay. So, uh, guys, so don't forget to subscribe to our channel and to leave us a comment if you liked us. And also, if you have a testimony to share, please email us. Email us. Um, our email address is host.faithuncensoredpodcast.com. So again, host at uh, faithuncensoredpodcast.com. So don't forget, subscribe and write to us, okay? God bless you and have a beautiful, beautiful day.